Welcome to the Great Game Debate After Dark. I'm your host, Kai, and today we have joining us our good friend, Hunter. And then we also have Steven. Hola. And we also have Tristan. Hey, yo. So, I said hello for anybody listening. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm bad, I'm bad at podcasts. I think it's all hello. New Year's. I waved. I double waved for anybody listening. Uh, well, today we are going to be bringing with us our 04, uh, yeah, 04 goatees. Wow, we're getting there. So, since we have kind of already gone around and we have kind of swapped around, we're going to do a little game of rock, paper, scissors to see who goes with who. Oh, yeah, we completely forgot to do this before. Oh, yeah, we did. So, it's going to be on we'll, air. We'll do our cl closed so eyes version. And then whoever matches up. I've watched a few of these, but who goes with who? Explain that to me again, just oh, so I can. We're going to do rock, paper, scissors. So it's like we're teaming up, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is yeah. that the thing? We're teaming up one teaming against up. the other? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah, so, close eyes, rock, paper, scissors? Uh, it doesn't. As long as we all, like, have some closed, down to three. I think close eyes works. All right. Ready? Okay. One. Wait, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's got to be like, is it on three? Or on like one, two, three, go. That's like oh you got to establish that right away. Technicalities. Pick one. Yeah, just just go at three. Just three. Okay, ready? Okay. Okay. On three. One, two, three, two, go. Three. Okay. So uh, with, uh, how does that so work? I'm with, I'm with Tristan because we. Both yeah, that them. makes yep. sense because yep. I mean you both you both cool. got me, and this just yep. goes with the flow of everything in my life, gambling wise. I lost. Twice in just one one round of gambling, <laughs> I'm a, I have horrible luck. Never oh. won bingo in my entire life. Oh, that's really funny that you mentioned bingo because that's totally what I did last Thursday with my mom. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I probably played two at least like two to three hundred rounds of bingo. I never won. I think that's like a statistical anomaly. There's it's... no chance you lose that much in bingo. It do, is do just old... for fun. Old people are cute. It's really adorable when they get really competitive at such a simple game. Like, it's wholesome. Do old people yeah. play bowls in the States? Play what? what? Bowls? <laughs> what do you mean by bowls? Well, like, it's, like it's a heavy with, ball that you balls? roll down, like almost like a bowling ball, but then you like you have to light on another ball. Have you never heard this of this? This feels game? very different from bingo. Yeah, well, it's just another thing that old people do. It's uh, I'm gonna have to look here. into this. Yeah, shuffleboard is a big shuffleboard. Well, shuffleboard is a big old people game in the states. It's like it's like curling. It's kind of like curling, right? You know, yeah, or a Canadian thing. Bocce yeah, ball. Yeah. Bocce ball. But it's kind of like bocce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like bocce, yeah, but bo you roll it instead of throw it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably too much arthritis for that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Hunter, if if you're a, if a you're against the odds in gambling, you got to do stocks though, and just bet against everything, which is like <laughs> the shittiest thing to do. But you can come out on top. I should I should start a hedge fund and just get in yeah, a ton. Uh, yeah, maybe one day. I, I I have I have a very weak brain when it comes to unpredictability, so I like I like finances to be very predictable goes against my nature 
Yeah. Maybe. I am terribly unlucky. No, I was going to say, well, thinking of predictable, I think we know who's going to start our debate. So how this is going to work is you're going to have two minutes to kind of give your opening statement about your goatee, why it's great, why people should choose it. And then from there, once your partner has then also done their uh, starting uh, for the debate. Wow, that was like a loss of words right there. <laughs> um. Then we're going to open it up for the opposite team to kind of, well, rack on the games that we chose. They'll have four minutes to rebuttal against what we chose as to why it's not a good goatee. And then we will then sit there and we'll listen to them do theirs for two, uh, two minutes each. And then we'll do the same thing. And then we'll round it out with doing our conclusions. Beautiful. All right. So with that, Hunter, are you ready to start us off? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, right. I guess I'll kick things off. Um, so 2004, um, I, I would like to say that this was a difficult choice because there are games out there, you know, that's a good year for gaming. There are the likes of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, there's World of Warcraft, there's all kinds of insanely good games out there that came out in 2004. But um, I would be going against my own personal religion if I chose anything except for Half-Life 2. You wasted 40 seconds just to explain that. Keep going. Yeah, I'm a big I'm just long-winded. Let me, let me, okay, let me get, okay, so, okay, I gotta speed up here. Half-Life 2 absolutely revolutionized so many things in video games it was really the first game that just accepted and and pushed physics to like an entirely new level i mean to the point where like everything in the game even though it was pretty linear was almost unpredictable i played through that game many many times and almost every time it's like a completely different experience because you know like you go hide behind some boxes and they'll just shoot the things to pieces you know like uh, the gravity gun absolutely changed the entire landscape of like what a first-person shooter could be. Uh, great voice acting. Also, one of the first games to just seconds. absolutely forego cutscenes and just like if they're talking, you can wander around and fidget with stuff. Like you can just go do whatever. Like you don't have to like sit there and look at somebody's face or answer to them. You can just listen to the story as it goes. Um, I forget the name of Kelly, somebody or other did the music and sound, but like 10 seconds, unreal, unreal sound design, just some of the best sound in gaming bar none and some of the best AI Three, either, as, as well. Two. Great story. Gordon Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steven, would you mind uh, doing the timer for me? Yes, indeed. Oh, thank you, buddy. Yep. Spaghetti. Yep. yep. All right, so I got a question for you guys. Are you still thirsty? Always. Always? <laughs> well, then, do I got good news for you. What if you can be in an area where it's going to be constantly wetter than an all-female orgy? You have over 100 new anal beads that you can collect at any moment's notice. And at the end of it, you get to dom every person in your nation. Who doesn't like a good dom, right? What I got for you is my 04 goatee. Pokemon Emerald. JK. I chose Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend it. I know like uh, there's no way I'm gonna defend it against your guys' games. But my goatee is definitely Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories. Um 
to go with that, though, Rechain of Memories is one of my all-time favorite games just because it was one of my first games that I'd ever actually really received that I was like, I want this. I got it with the Game Boy Advance SP. It was really fun. It was challenging. Um, yeah, I'm not going to defend this game past that. <laughs> I'm going to concede the rest of my time. Odd combat. Damn. Okay. <laughs> wow. Right. My team is... Half-Life 2 and Kingdom, and Kingdom Hearts. Rage Hand of Oh, alright. Awesome. <laughs> Good luck. Alright, guys. You got four minutes starting right now. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll jump in here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chain of Memories. Uh, a complete, absolute throwaway game where they're like, hey, I mean, Axel... I, I guess you, you got to know who Axel is, right? Um, also, like, just weaving in a card-based system into a game that did not have that before, did not need that. Uh, I would say there's a good resurgence of card-based games now, but at the time, like, inexcusably throwaway. Like, like, like just, like, a system that you, you fight against all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways go away uh half-life 2 uh interesting game yeah definitely heralded as a goatee um and yet it's an over glorified tech demo where every single level is just showcasing something valve came up with being like this is a cool idea right like like yeah like horror that's a cool idea right like oh oh maybe like uh in this one you get in a car and it's really bad to drive you know the good physics uh and then yeah i don't know oh also like i love i love a you know you mentioned voice acting where they had two people voice almost every single character so when you have a character talk to another character you're like yep that's the same dude that's the exact same dude uh even take it away it's actually pretty skillful i i, I almost give that as a as a positive <laughs> But yes, uh, Half-Life 2, um, gonna drink. So let's think of a game <laughs> that exists today. Uh, CSGO, so Counter-Strike still exists today. What game doesn't exist? Oh, Half-Life doesn't exist today. Right, so it is, is the game that was based on this game's engine actually better than the game that it actually came from must be because it still exists and it's still making muy bucks. Whereas, and also you say like, you know, it, it, it really brought physics to the gaming world. Like, so I can just blame Half-Life 2 for like ragdoll physics because fuck ragdoll physics. They're like the most annoying thing in video games. Like, I like characters getting in your way, getting stuck to your body. Like, blocking you from entering and exiting buildings um yeah i probably can't think of anything else to attack <laughs> and then with obviously uh well I, I would have really liked to to go back in on emerald but um definitely with rechain of memories oh would you like to heal like just keep pressing a and using up your attack uh cards and then oh hey there's a heal one thank you all right cool now keep pressing a and just Keep doing the exact same thing. <laughs> um, 
I totally yeah, can't I say anything because I, I know so how, so much how bad this game is, and I chose it for personal reasons. <laughs> Just uh, I'm a, I don't know really what to what to say. I, I feel like I came into this even having watched a bunch of these unprepared mentally for having somebody shit on Half Life Two. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Well, with that, uh, are you hey, guys it, done with it, your it time? To do it. I think we've got enough time. That's enough. enough. Wait, how much, how much time do we have? Oh, yeah, keep going, yeah. I'd give you guys about 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, Half-Life 2, yeah. Um, interesting narrative design where, yeah, like, you're you're able to literally fuck around during cutscenes, like, to the point that you ruin the intent of them. Uh, also, starting a series that... Where it's like, yeah, we're going to continue this episodically. Oh, no, wait. Actually, we're going to leave you on the worst like cliffhanger you've ever experienced. Yeah, it's also not you can't include that. You can't include that. That wasn't hey, hey, We're in 2021. It's all available, baby. No. was announced. Can't include that because I'm not. I wasn't including episode one and two in my argument for the game of the year. That didn't come out in 2004. <laughs> so Gabe Newell didn't give out. a shit about this game, and he just developed Steam, well, and that was the only reason to make it. He said he did for a while, and then he was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I never said that. Like, fuck Gabe Newell, but like, that's not what I'm talking about. They all are making me. I'm getting really upset. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We'll 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 be able to get them back. You, 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 can, you can take the salt out in a second. It's okay. That's it. You get, uh, you, get you get yours. You get yours. Dude, that's all I want to do. Like the voice acting amazing. Like literally saying. Hey, 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 hey no, 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 yeah, it's okay. I'd, I'd act like that, too. Yeah, you turn around. This is the best. This is the best Holy cheese. I'm the absolute cheese. ire. This is amazing. All right. So, to digress, Stephen, let's get this started. Ready? Go. All right. So, I'm bringing not only the best game of 2004, but the best game of this series. And I know that there's people that will say it's a different game, but it's actually GTA. San Andreas, motherfucker. Now, that game, oh my god, could you live in that game? That is an absolute no-life game right there. Just amazing, massive open world. Three really cool, distinct maps. Um, awesome uh, voice acting. Amazing soundtrack. Shout-out to, like, Radio X and Radio Los, Los Santos. Um, got some awesome, and like the, obviously the time is just perfect for this boys in the hood narrative, uh, freaking taking over like little parts of the map and controlling them with, with your street gang is just freaking phenomenal. You get to dress up in a gimp suit to go on a date with someone like, come on, like, what can't you do in this video game? You get to get buff. And then, like, some women don't like you if you're too buff. And then you go go have a have a cheeky feed at the Cluck and Bell. Um, you know, ultimate betrayal in this video game. Oh, just absolute banger, banger game. Get to, yeah, dress up in all different cool outfits. Amazing freaking cars and bikes and stuff for their time. Um having desert eagles oh and leveling up 
your weapons in an, an RPG style by using them, kind of like Skyrims and shit like that. Ah, oh, phenomenal. phenomenal. 10 game. seconds? I don't need 10 seconds. Like, <laughs> today was a good day. I can't say shit given my goatee. Um, <laughs> all right, Tristan, you ready? Okay, before, before I start, uh, I'm just going to, Stephen, a yellow card on you. Uh, you pulled up the Xbox version. Did not come out to 2005. Sorry. It's the only one I have. <laughs> so, you, you gotta be oh, PS2. No. Oh. Dang. Uh, I, I, do, I do realize you're my teammate, and I shouldn't have said well, anything. I guess my but... 2005, Gertie, is well and Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is Wait, a white okay. phone screen. It's supposed to be yellow. It's supposed to be yellow. Oh, the yellow. Oh, I can see it. Like, did you like yellow, angle it? Did it come out yellow in the no, thing. He's, well, there he's, he's throwing up a white flag saying he gives up. I'm trying to put up a yellow card. It failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, half like two. You what you needed you was you like the stop. album from the band. Yeah, I was going to say you have to start playing uh, Ocean Avenue and then <laughs> you would have like. <laughs> and you would have won. Screw yellow card. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Take me back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Well okay. then, I'm uh, ready Tristan. to go. Yeah, let's go. Go. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, my pick uh, was debating it between two. I passed off on my second favorite game of all time to talk about Spider-Man Two. Very cool game made by Treyarch Studios. Um, oh wow, I didn't know that. It 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 took the movie property, which obviously at the time was like a very contentious thing, where like most movie games were absolutely terrible most superhero games were absolutely terrible and this took it to an entirely new level it took the core elements of the story about spider-man like kind of wanting to shulk his responsibilities of his own personal life and 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 just kind of being like hey i'm spider-man i'm powerful let's go they did a really cool thing by bringing black cat into the story um we're totally absent from the uh from the movie it expanded like with multiple different villains in huge arcs that were unbelievably like satisfactory and paid off. Um, not only that, but like you know, we can talk about Insomniac Spider-Man PS4, incredible game. But that was built on the foundation of this game. You want to talk about physics? Like the fact that swinging around the city, you had to purposely like contact every single building. You could jump. Like, you could swing and run across t building tops. You could run across the, the ground. You could jump and, like, go swinging off of, uh, like, poles. Like Bruce um... Campbell! Dude, Bruce Campbell's intro was unbelievable. <laughs> like, Stan Briambi and Bruce Campbell, let's fucking go. Uh, can save the rest of the time. Let's We'll do it in the back half. Okay. Well, they got a lot more time than I did. I know I waste time, but that felt like a lot of time. <laughs> I'm so upset. You wasted most of your time just introducing the game. Trust me, I, I, I've made the same mistake myself. <laughs> Guess you get an extra minute of just introducing time just because you guys are used Honestly, to this yeah. format. I am not used to this format. I wasted all my time, and now I'm like feeling hey, you, like you very said, like, vulnerable. Every single thing about that game that is like you, amazing. You did actually like friendships. You hit everything. About friendships at this point. <laughs> oh, it's almost right. like you wasted the, the amount of time like teleporting in Half Life Two. 
where you realize, oh shit, a week's gone by, and I've been here doing nothing. Oh you, my goodness, it's not even your turn to be salty. What? GTFO. Yeah, I, know, I'm I got, I got you, Hunter. I got you. Everyone else has a yellow card. I'll take a yellow card. It's close to my favorite game of all time. And honestly, the fact that nobody picked Metal Gear Solid 3 is also making me almost as upset as how much Half-Life 2 is. I wish I had. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's digress. Let's digress. Go in, okay. go yeah. in, Hunter. You're pissed off. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's I am hear it. so mad, but I don't have bad things to say like that. I'm not like that. <laughs> I like Spider-Man 2 and San Andreas. Look. I mean, I'm going to shit on them just because y'all shit on my game, but like. You, you know there's things to pick apart. You know. By the way, I like the fact I can cuss. You guys are, are cuss machines. So like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we fucking are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, say, like, I swear like a sailor. Yeah. I, I got to. I got to put on my Steven hat here for this rebuttal. Hold on. Here we go. All right. We're giving you an extra 30 seconds, but yeah. let, let, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Let's go. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't got anything, I got stuff. Yeah. I mean, I have stuff. Am I, is it my turn to rebut? Yeah, like, yeah go. Yeah, you got you know, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Um, no, so tilted. <laughs> games to shit on. Let me see if I can shit on both of these. I don't want to spend all my time introducing them or anything. Uh, San Andreas. San Andreas is an amazing game. It's too big. It takes forever to get places. Um, not to mention the fact that they like hid behind their whole hot coffee thing. You know, putting porn in the game and being like, "Whoa, we didn't do that." They totally did that. That was bullshit. Uh, otherwise, great game. Um, a little no, outdated. You're not allowed to say great game. You're not actually allowed to say that. Sorry, my bad. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Um, first of all, the premise is off just because uh, it's based on a like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which is already bunked to begin with. Uh, so, oh my god, look at that face. Uh, so like, <laughs> and some of the like the movie scenes that they tried to recreate in that, like honestly, the in-game cutscenes were better than the ones they did CGI. Those CGI cutscenes were god awful. They were like so awkward and like took you completely out of the experience. And um, like, and I think they actually got the voice actors from the movie in the game. And could anybody sound more disinterested in voice acting those games? It's like, oh, I'm Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, I gotta do the video game version. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Doc Ock, whatever. Like, that's how they sounded to me the whole time. Boss <laughs> fights were lame. Uh, swing around the city, cool. Boss fights, I mean, they were kind of easy. That's why that Rhino fight was like a breeze, you know, right at the beginning. There's only like maybe one interesting boss fight in that game. Uh, I do agree. A lot of foundation for the the much better Spider-Man game. Don't help them out. Um, no, we can only talk shit. If you don't got stuff to talk shit about, yeah. I got stuff to talk shit about. Yeah. I'm at it, this, okay? I'm not good at being mean. Okay, I got you. Hold on. <laughs> okay, All right, so, fine. Fun. That's my shit piece. San Andreas. Please. I did also, San Andreas, it's a very, very big game. With that being said, it did feel like it took forever to get from point A to point B. The story felt like it was just kind of dragging along. Like, yes, you would progress, but it was like a slow progression. And I felt like I was activating the cops like every two seconds. Like I'd go a block and then they'd already be on my ass. So for me, those are going to be my points. Um, For Spider-Man 2, um, it was actually funny when I was watching some uh, replays on this, like just some gameplay footage, I was like, I totally forgot that I played the shit out of this game growing up. Like, I forgot. 
with that being said, criticism. With that being said, <laughs> the game was really quick. I felt like I was doing more dicking around in the game, like I do with every single GTA game. I feel like I'm doing more dicking around than actually like playing the story. Then you also mentioned something about Black Cat. Yes, Black Cat was really really cool to introduce, but. It felt like that was just a very linear part of the game. It just felt like you were just you were just chasing her essentially the entire time. So it's like, I don't know. Compared to the rest of it, I would love them to see you do like do some more with Black Cat. But there you go. You got forty seconds, Hunter. Uh, get get angry. There's like there's multiple come, things you guys have missed about San Andreas that you can tear apart. By the way, I, <laughs> I, I know. I'm not. Right I love San yeah. Andreas. I cannot even believe. That you would compare the physics of Half-Life 2 to Spider-Man. Point and swing on a building. That is like the... It, that's the beginning and end of Spider-Man 2's physics. Like, Half-Life 2, I honestly... Like, a guard was trying to get in a door. I gravity gunned an entire, like, bookshelf in front of the door. He couldn't get in the door. He literally grenaded the door to blow it all up and then came in shooting at me. You get nothing like that in Spider-Man. If you go play yeah. Half-Life 2 today, it holds up that game is like the textures are a little off because they're like that old but they all are right, they, right, that buddy. game is like you're playing a new game uh, we'll chit chat about this after we're done with our rebuttal yeah, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll get to put your point across trust me all, all right. right you're in actually it is your turn it is yeah, your I was about to say it is. <laughs> yeah yeah we, we got a transition yeah, almost bled in there all right yeah all right honey you ready for your last two minutes you to talk more about half-life too you talk two more minutes okay. about how great Half-Life 2 is, and you get to end as to why it's your goatee, okay? Okay. All right. Um, Go. Just let me know. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I've talked a lot about stuff. I mean, I love, first of all, when you're introduced in the game, you come in by train, and it's like, it's almost like 1984, the game. It's super dystopia. I mean, you've got, like, a guy on the monitor. He's talking about how, like, you chose or were chosen to be in this city. There's guards everywhere, monitors everywhere. There's like things taking pictures of you, you know, like you're getting like signals or like, uh, like, like over a loudspeaker. It's like breeding has been cut off. I mean, it's super dystopian and every, uh, the streets are cleared and you have to like go up in a building, uh, that like they're just clearing out. Let's just talk about a little bit of the weapons. Gravity gun aside, which is amazing. I've already discussed a little bit of that. Um, there's a a grenade you can throw that literally attracts ant lions, like giant like storm ship trooper bugs that go attack people. Like 2004. How cool of a weapon is that? And uh, I talked a little bit about the AI. The sound music is amazing. I mean, the sound is crazy. Like, you literally have no sound at all. Like, the whole game is just silent. And then you get into an area for, like, half an hour, it's just been silent. All of a sudden, it's just like... And, like... and it's, it's like house music with just crazy, like, ominous sounds. Like, you feel like the intensity is picked up. And, like, guys are coming around the corner. Uh, like, whatever you think about the story aside, like, the action and the the, the, F, the FPS, like, the, the shooting is great. The sound design is amazing. The AI is amazing. And you do. The physics puzzles and Ravenholm, Five. one of the best levels in gaming. Three. You can literally, like, Two. shoot a saw one. into a zombie. And you're done. Saw into a zombie. <laughs> 
It's a, it's a good ending. Oh my god, it's a great ending. Get it? Great gone. ending. Oh, it, right. But it never really ended. It didn't right. end. Just but... let me know when my time's going. Yeah, I've already started. Oh, cool. It. So again, I'm not going to really defend my game for a goatee because this is 100% <laughs> personal preference. Um, there's no way a near a goatee for anyone else. This is 100% for me. Um, I do want to say though, I did appreciate like their attempt at the card base system, even though it was god awful and it was terrible. You <laughs> couldn't do any. The game was difficult to all fucking hell, but I loved it. It was great. It was challenging. It made you actually think. It wasn't just like, hey, you're playing a game, hack and slash. Like they actually made you think about what you were doing. It was a little bit more strategic in that aspect, and it was also a really great way for them to branch out into more of the Kingdom Hearts universe that they hadn't done yet. And it was a really great way to confuse everyone as to what the fuck going on that's my goatee what up namura <laughs> good job teammate i love how you led into nobody else will agree yeah. with me that was my favorite part yeah. well, like, they, 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 i'm not, the, I'm not dumb like I, it may be my favorite but i know for a fact like the game is flawed to all hell like yeah yeah, yeah it's an easy one to pick on which is why i think they're choosing to pick on half-life 2 so much oh i could pick on half-life 2 i just so i'm your partner the problem, right. with, um, the problem with Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories is that I played like the first level, which is I'm pretty sure it's Coliseum, and I'm like, this is shit. So I'm not going to play anymore. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, we won't talk I about never, it. I didn't even play it. I, I couldn't crap on it because I, I actually haven't played that one. It's, All right. Oh, it's there. All we'll right. Get, so I am going. Oh. Yeah, I got you guys. So, Steven, oh, I think oh. you're going to be the first one. All right. I'll just take a minute. A uh, quick minute to say radio banter. And first of all, just the radio stations in general. If if you are making an open world game and you do not put this much effort into your music, like just stop. Just stop what you're doing and just scrap it. Because this set the benchmark. And if you're trying to clone that style of game, especially like when I think of something like Watch Dogs, which had absolute dog shit radio. This was just amazing. The banter between them, like having disc jockeys on the particular stations, was just so absolutely freaking phenomenal. Like hearing ammunition ads and stuff like that was just like hilarious and just always added to it. Um, man, like it's just it's just so hard for me to like this game was just so good. I just love having to deal with like being super fit, but then getting hungry. It's just great game. That's it. I'll, I'll just take a minute. As, wait, what? Don't you get another minute? I just did a minute. Yeah. yeah. I, it used I'm, to be a minute. I'm supposed to have aminosity about this game. Like, I know that's the format of this podcast, but I love this game so much, I couldn't agree more. The fucking playlist in that game is unbelievable. I remember oh, yeah. back when, like, getting a manual in a game was, like, a big deal. It was, like, packaged in. And the back of that San Andreas manual with all of the music yeah. was, like... It was like, it was inspiring. I mean, it was amazing to look at because it was just littered with insane music that had no place in a video game at that time. (laughs) But you didn't get that in video games. It was like everything. And I mean, they had that in like Vice City a little bit, but San Andreas is when they blew it open. It was like, you know, it's basically like, here's all of the best music from forever 
in one place. Well, it was like Sacred oh, Grace place was when they were really hold, figuring hold it out. Line. And that it was just when they were really figuring it out and they're actually able to apply it because they had the knowledge and they've already tested the grounds for a lot of it. Yeah. But, let, let's, but let's, to digress, let's to digress, I need to get Tristan right, in before we start we'll bantering. We'll get into this on that yeah. game. I love right, it. Ready, ready? I love it. So, so Stephen gave up a minute. Can I have 30 seconds to talk about San Andreas? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Please. Go. Now. Just on top of that? Now. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, San Andreas, incredible game. Not only the music, which obviously unbelievable, but has, uh, like, had the Guinness Book of World Records, the amount of voice actors that were a part of that game. Samuel L. Jackson, as, like, the main antagonist, like, police ten force, was ten fucking, un- yeah, Tenpenny was unbelievable. So many great voice actors, so much great music, incredible game. Amazing. Anyways, Spider Man Two. So Spider Man Two. Uh, I, I realized you were shitting on Black <laughs> Cat, but I feel like, and it was, it was mostly a cat and mouse chase scene, which honestly has been the majority of Black Cat interactions between any Spider Man game. Uh, and I feel like this one was really important because it it did go into those themes from the movie of Spider Man like losing mary jane and not knowing himself and and anyways like i I really feel like it was well integrated uh mysterio incredible villain that wasn't in the movie was in the game uh shocker incredible villain was in the game vulture in the game like it was just like it was delving into deep comic book shit uh like to integrate the entire story and yeah i cannot express how fun it is to swing around like, Spider-Man PS4, it was too easy. This game, you needed Two, to get one. good. good. <laughs> nice! Also, can okay. I just say, now that I don't have to shit talk the game, I really did love Spider-Man 2 when I saw that. I literally did lose my mind. I was like, I can't believe I blocked out playing this game. I love sitting I One of my favorite things, it's going to be kind of dickish, but I did love going around town and, like, you know how, like, sometimes you'd have to, like, rescue, like, balloons or whatever? Yeah, oh I was, my I god. Was yes. a, I was that asshole that would always go and purposely pop them and then go back. Amazing. Yeah, so... Yeah, um, I, I did the same thing. Yeah, I love dicking around in that 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 game. I mean, despite the fact that the, the story was very, like, short, like, they did really good on expanding with everything else. It is to short. Make up for. Yeah, but I mean, like, they did what they could for the fact that they were going off of a movie. If they would have just went based off of the movie alone, there would have been no video game. Yeah, like an hour and a half movie, and like they like did like a five hour campaign. Also, like on the, t- I-, I can't believe I didn't mention this. I was like trying to think about everything I love, but like the best part about that game is taking a thug, grabbing them, running all the way up the Empire State Building, and then jumping and doing a spinning suplex all the way down. Like it's the it's the greatest thing. I honestly should have also mentioned the fact, like, probably to shit talk it, that uh, Spider-Man 2 also has some pretty bad ragdoll mechanics, too, like, with people just flying when you Oh, it, it's so bad. It is super yeah. bad. Listen, the ragdoll physics in Half-Life 2 are not bad. They're extremely very good. good. Depends upon any low blow. Physics. I just future-proofed my low blows. Like, I just blamed Listen, you for everything there's you some... <laughs> There are some problems with Half-Life 2, but... You mean with Ragdoll your AI physics... teammates being kind of suicidal and jumping in front of you while you're trying to shoot other people or trying to go to other places? There's there's a few like that. Yeah, there's some problems. There def- he brought up one that See, was I a big one of one. mine. I missed that one. There's a big one that I had a problem with, with the airboat and the... Um, 
the cars like they weren't the best things ever to control they had this very weird thing and weird they had this very weird thing that they did where um it didn't matter whether or not you were moving forward if you were pressing back on the controller and turn to the left like even if you were moving forward it pretended like you were moving backwards into the left so it moved your vehicle that direction so it was like very backwards in the way that physics works so the the vehicle physics needed some work i like the vehicle sections but they they were not the the strength of that game definitely the the sound and the combat and stuff were and i love spider-man 2 as well i it's hard to shit on that game because that was one of the... I don't even know how old y'all were when that came out. Like, I was 24. <laughs> but, um, was yeah, talking. that was, like, the first game that actually really captured, I think, what people thought it should feel like to be Spider-Man in New York. Like, swinging around and stuff. Although my favorite oh, yeah. Spider-Man game is still Maximum Carnage. <laughs> um, oh, excellent. That has a cool art Excellent. Style. Yeah. God, I love that game. But, um... Spider-Man 2 is a very good game, uh, and based on the best of those Raimi movies, in my opinion, there is one thing that bothers me about that game and the movie, because they, they copy, they, they pull from the movie in one scene, which has always bothered me, is um, when, uh, like, Doc Ock basically goes and talks to Peter Parker's buddy, um, blanking on his name, the the son of... Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn, thank you. Sorry, I was having a brain fart. Um, and he says, you know, you should go talk to this guy, the Peter Parker, he's the one who takes pictures. You know, he can give you information. And so then he goes to, like, talk to Peter Parker, and the first thing he does to talk to Peter Parker is what? throws a fucking car through a window. Like, if he didn't think he was Spider-Man, he'd just mm -hmm. be dead. You're not getting any information from from him at all. You know, if you're trying to find Spider-Man and you think Peter Parker's the way to go, don't throw a car at him, you know? Just go approach him, maybe. But that was, that's a gripe in the, the movie. He'd be dead. Well, right, but it didn't get him any information. All it ended up with was, like, a... Um, you know, a good movie moment, but it didn't really make sense. Yeah, anyway, that's how you get somebody to notice. Um, now, if we were scoring, that. if we were scoring this debate, the only reason you guys lost is because none of you brought up the fucking horrible Red Baron missions in um in San Fierro and the train mission. There's some, like, there's some two, bad like, missions in there. Two, absolutely dog. The worst one is oh, the Red Baron. I can't remember if you have to do that first story. Um, or if it's just completion, but like the train mission is like unforgivably hard. Like it is such a bad mission, and the fact that like it became it become became a meme. Like you know, all you have to do is follow the train, CJ. And it's like it every time I see that, it just hurts. Like seeing that, yeah. like because it's like I saw that twelve plus times. Like it's just. Why do you shit. think we lost the? You you just implied that we lost. That, because you didn't bring it up, so that's why you lost. That's the reason? I mean, I'm going to say that the reason we lost was because Kai <laughs> was literally going, my game is terrible and nobody <laughs> likes it. Hey, I'm not going to lie. And also, also, you didn't bring up, and like, 
I lost when I did this. <laughs> we understand. We understand why, but the also just like I, I wish that somehow with magic, freaking Rockstar games didn't take four hours to fucking load. Like right. just like oh man, I'm gonna play GTA wow. today, and you boot it up, and it's like I guess I'm gonna sit here for three minutes watching a loading screen. Listen, maybe, by the maybe. way, since you mentioned that, you you guys both miss the absolute worst part about Half-Life 2, and it's exactly the same thing, is that there are loading screens in Half-Life 2, and they're not like you go through a door and it loads. It's like in the middle of a hallway. You know, I was doing my really? beatboxing thing. Yeah. Like, the yeah. loading screen is just like, it's like... You got nothing happening yeah. in the <laughs> Your mic was. It's like, like nothing. Just <laughs> like you just like freeze, and you're like, eh. it's better now. Like I play, I've been playing it actually somewhat recently, um, not that long ago on the PC, and the loading is only like a few seconds. But back when I first played it, like if you played like the orange box, um, you know any of like the consoles, like I mean you're like twenty, thirty seconds like waiting for that screen, just like. I do wish. Yeah, uh, which, which also, horrible. like, I mean, the the orange box ones came out a few years later. That was like 2006. Yeah, the orange box. I didn't. I purposely didn't include that for that reason. Like, I mean, you mentioned the Source Engine, like continuing on, but the Source Engine has been one of the most amazing things in in yeah, video game I history. I just had to find something. I mean, Titanfall Two on, used the Source which was Engine. Like, the fact uh, that it doesn't exist is the only thing I can shit on about Half Life. Yeah, like I, I was, was I was line. really trying to figure out shit about like like how do I talk shit about one of the greatest games yeah, yeah. of all time, like it's one that I love so much. Like the opening of that game is perfect, absolutely. It's perfect. amazing that dystopian open to that game is just incredible. One of my favorite one of my favorite things in the opening of that game. There's a certain part you come to where a guard tells you to pick a can up and you have like a choice that you don't, you're not yeah. presented. Like the choice isn't like in dialogue. It's not like do this or do that. It's just pick the can up. And this is like an introduction to the physics of this game. So you can pick it up and just throw it at his fucking face. And then he'll chase you around trying to beat the crap out of you. And you can run forward. That's one choice. Or you can just, Throw it away in the garbage can they put in front of you. And if you yeah. throw it away, he goes, basically, he goes, like, that's right. Move it along, you know? Like, but they never present you with that choice. It's a very organic, and the whole game is filled with just organic choices like that where you don't even, you're not presented with it. It's just like, maybe I can just shoot the bridge and everybody will fall, you know? They don't tell you that. It's just the physics are just what it is. So, yeah. like, that's the thing. It's like, thank God for Half-Life 2 because it made Breath of the Wild one of my favorite games of all time, you know? Yeah. Like, that sense of discovery in Breath of the Wild owes everything, you know, to that game, you know? Yeah, a good physics engine like that really goes a long way where, you know, you can try as hard as you want as a developer, I think, to present choice in a game. But if the choice is something that surprises a developer, then I think that that really is, I think you really captured something. If the developer's like, oh, I didn't even know that. And I think Jonah and I, before we even got on the podcast, we're talking about the game Skate. Like, Skate has a bit of that, where, like, I think a lot of times they had a really good video system in the game Skate. 
um, where you could actually capture you skating around, like, and and they even had like an online place in within the game community where you could go post videos and they would get like ranked and everything. It was kind of out of its time like that. Really and I remember there was one video in the game Skate where like somebody did like three ollies and then like tumbled like. 600 feet down a mountain and then like landed directly in a garbage can or something <laughs> and i just and like that was Good just shot. pure coincidence you yeah. know that was just and i think the developers probably saw that video and were like holy crap like yeah. they didn't ever make that game intending for somebody to do that but oh, if you yeah. make Hell the no. physics system yeah. good enough around it yeah. like you're going to be surprised by what like yeah. the the people who are playing it oh dude like skate.real yeah, yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah, that was the, that was the shit. Like, yeah, most of the top so videos good. were like it wasn't like cool lines, which like yeah, they obviously it was intended for. Stuff. Yeah, it was like someone like glitching through and like flipping all the way out and then landing on a bench next to like some old lady and just like that's <laughs> there. Yeah, yes, so good. yeah, I remember that video. That I remember good. that one. They would yeah, like, that was like, like a hundred feet and then just like on a bench, like arm around them. Oh yeah. <laughs> And like they were way ahead of their time with that because like that's that's like fucking YouTube now like that's what that is you know it's just like this random like I coincidentally ended up in this really awesome place yeah. kind of video God yeah make uh, I wanna, we get I wanna there point for Bodhi that's with, mine uh, Half Life Two um, when I was uh, rewatching some gameplay because it's been a while since I've seen the game. Um, when I was looking at it, the color scheme, like, the colors that they chose for the game was reminding me a lot of, like, um, Tomb Raider, old Tomb Raider, like, PS1 Tomb Raider, like, the color schemes that they were going through. So, like, it was really cool, like, revisiting the game after not seeing and playing it for so long and just being all like, wow, this is nostalgic because it's not only, like, a really great game that is loved, like, by everyone, but it's also, like, a reminder of another great series out there. Yeah, there's actually some lore around the color scheme that I think is really cool where um, I don't think they presented it in the actual game, but in some of the early stuff that got hacked, um, there's there's like a whole bit about the reason behind why they like cut off breeding and stuff is that they're like worried about a lack of oxygen and there's like a lack of oxygen in the air. Um so, like, the gases in the city are basically, like, dulled because nothing can grow. So, and that's one of the reasons why there's so few people and why they're weeding people out is because it's a it's a preservation of oxygen for the elite, essentially. Um, so, yeah, obviously the first uh, big name that didn't get dropped, and, uh, like, I'd love to go into your reasonings, I guess, Um Tristan is MGS3. I've played MGS3. I looked up. I know two things really. I, I know most of the things about MGS3, but two like cutscenes. I um the only thing I was gonna like be able to bring to the debate if I was fighting you was just doing like <laughs> spinning guns. Oh, ocelot. I'd spin my I'd spin yeah, my yeah. hands. All, all, all my two minutes, and that, then that would be like half of the time of that cutscene would be, which would my be a, which would be a bonus. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, yeah, thank you for contributing to. Like, uh, I, that's not a criticism. That is an amazing component of that game. <laughs> also, then, the the end of, the end of that cutscene, like yeah. the the weird ocelot rare, <laughs> like. 
is so iconic like amazing <laughs> that's funny um i watched the ladder climb so completely out of context ladder climb and i'm just like oh i'm gonna like i'm gonna have like a hilarious joke oh, do you like climbing you know ladders or you know something something along those lines i watched it and i was just like holy fuck this is amazing like and i was like oh, i'm gonna like, really? this is gonna be this is gonna be really bad if you like have something funny to say about this and i'm watching it and it's just like tick 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 and then it's just like the song comes in a cappella and i'm just like that's fucking sick like i was that, like no that's, I did not that's so cool that you got that from having no context of like when that happens in the game and like what yeah. you've been through before because yeah. yeah like that moment it is it works <laughs> i mean one of my favorite moments moments in gaming and uh yeah like that song is incredible yeah the acapella version is is so good and like even like in the beginning where you're in like the uh the opening it's like the fact that like you can control like what images come across the screen you can like oh, slow really? them down and speed them up yeah like and it doesn't uh, tell you this but it's all like uh, you know like cool. if you start fucking around with the controller like you can you can really like kind of it, like fine tune it yeah and it just being this like unbelievable james bond-esque type theme like mm. so cool because i have booted i booted up the game on my uh series as i bought it but i just haven't haven't played it yet and I, I listened to the song and I'm like, oh yeah, this is freaking, this is so a track. Yeah, yeah, it's a banger. Oh yeah. It's some good, some good music in that game. But why did you not choose it? Game. Was it just you wanted to highlight Spider-Man 2? Or it, are there more complaints that people have about that game? Because everyone says, most people either say one or three for their favorite. Yeah. Um, and I find that more modern gamers say three and more like classic gamers say one. Yeah, I uh, so like three. Yeah, I, three is the best. Um, it's yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just like I didn't choose it because, like, I mean, it's my second favorite game of literally all time. Didn't want anyone to tear um, it apart. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious too because between that and Spider Man Two, it's it's an easy choice for me. I mean, I love Spider Man oh, Two, sure. but like. Metal Gear Solid 3 is, is infinitely a better game than Spider-Man 2. But I, I yeah. really love that game, so I just wanted to talk sure, about it, it, I guess. I think he's right. Yeah. I think you don't want... I don't think... I. By the way, if you had picked Metal Gear Solid 3, I would have just thrown my hands up. I would have nothing yeah. bad to say about the game. I couldn't possibly. I, I would feel... I mean, I could say bad things. Like, you know, uh, it's oh, really... Please don't. It's really annoying how you have to go into the menu every, like, two seconds... To adjust your camo. That's what. Oh, like, I can't believe. And I, I, lo I love it. But... I like. I like that though. I like it. I don't know. That feels really oh, I do too. Jima for me. I like that. I don't think that is a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, but like, that is I like that you have to... the most. Like that is one of the most talked about pain points of the game with the community. Like yeah. despite how much like everyone loves it, that is like the biggest pain point that I hear a lot. Is like they love the camouflage system. It's great, but like it is annoying to have to go in so often to change it. Hey. Let me defend that for a second, because, um, like, one of the problems I have just in general in gaming is that people want just the ease of a button press for to accomplish something, okay? Changing camo is hard in real life. It should not be this, like, you just press B to put the right camo on. Like, it just shouldn't be that. Like, it should be... 
a little bit of like a pain in the ass for you to have to like change your freaking camo. Sorry, I'm about so, to forget I mean, what at that point, they should just camo. show us like, you know, getting the clothes on and everything. Why? Right. I'd be all for that. I'd be all for that. One of the and things like, I love just, in games is... If you is... do it, like, too many times, like, in, like, a certain amount of time, you'll, like, accidentally, like, he'll, like, zip up on his knob or something, like, oh in freaking something about Ooh, Mary. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, also yeah, to that nice. point, you know, maybe every time you change camo, it'll take five minutes to load it like San Andreas, so... Hunter, pound that beer and then tell me about your history with music. Tell me, like, what got you like into music, some of your favorite recommendations, any concerts you've been to. Just let us know what, what your music life's like. Sure. We'll do some music likes. Seems like a nice transition. Um, so, I I mean, I, I, I'm 40, so that should kind of date me in terms of my music i mean honestly um i i think i celebrated pretty much all of whatever michael jackson did uh as an all adult of it? like everything that he did i mean hopefully no hopefully not. not that no i'm just saying i'm just dating myself i didn't even really necessarily like all of his music all i'm saying is that like jackson that was... five all the way celebrated is the wrong word i I was around for all of it that was not Jackson 5 stuff, pretty much. Um, one of my first recollections of music that I really loved, though, like as a young, young kid, was like listening to Genesis. I just love the drums in Genesis. So yeah, uh, that was like the first time I remember going, music is good. You know, like I was just like, music is good. Uh when I was a very young teenager, my parents went to the music store. Uh, I was like maybe 12, I think at the time. And my parents like went to a Sam Goody. I don't even, I don't think this still exists. <gasps> I love Sam Goody. Uh, and my parents were like, what do young teenagers listen to? They just asked like the people who work there, what they listen to. And this is like my favorite answer anybody's ever given. They gave to my parents. Cause these are the two cassette tapes they bought me. They were like, young kids listen to Criss Cross and Rex and Effects. I've so they not bought heard me. Rex and Effects before. You have. You just don't know you have. So Criss Chris Cross, I think everybody pretty much knows. Rex and Effects was a uh, explicit lyrics uh, cassette tape. Their most popular song at the time was Rump Shaker. So, like, da na na na. All I'm going to do is drop my zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Just shake your rump. You know that, that song? Like, that was their song. and they But they had, like, seven other songs that were just, like, like fuck a bitch, fuck, fuck, fuck a bitch. Like, that was, like, <laughs> I was, like, 12. Like, I just played that on repeat. Yes, like, for the youth. I realized what they bought me. And so I kind of got it almost at a very early age into, like, explicit rap music. And like that, even at age 40, has never left me. Um, but I also really, really love uh, pretty much any rock music that dates before I was born. Like any, like a lot of classic rock. Um, really like the band. I uh, really like um, Allman Brothers. 
uh, Led Zeppelin, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I could probably name a ton of the Jackson Brown, but uh, it's such a weird mix because I also I do really listen to. I bet if I was going to introduce you to any music that I like, I like really, really oddly dirty rap. I still blame my parents. So, like, if you've ever heard, there's a song by a group called Trillville. Uh, there's a song called Some Cut. And, like, you should go listen to that song if you like really dirty music. Because, like, rap music, you know, always, like, finds weird things to rap to. Like, the intro to this song is literally just, like, a really squeaky bed. It's just like, nice. Uh, Ying Yang Twins, the Whisper song. I don't know if you ever heard that one. That one's really freaking dirty, but it's really funny. I don't know why I like that so much. I have like weird roots. Um, I also just gotten into like indie music over the years. Uh, the the next concert I'm going to see, actually, I'm really excited about because. It's been so long with this pandemic since I've been to a concert. I think the last one I went to was like Monsters and Men a couple of years ago. But we're going to see... Yeah, I like Monsters and Men a lot. Um, we're going to see Band of Horses. Um, nice. Which is, nice. Yeah, which is like a really folksy... And y'all know them. So like really folksy, good music. Um, and we're going to see them in September. They're going to be in my area. So I, I freaking can't wait. Like... I feel like that's definitely something that's been missing during this entire crisis of a pandemic. Um, but yeah, it's a little, yeah. I'm I'm kind of all over the map music wise. Uh, I guess that... going off of um like your dirty rap stuff, it's just very funny. Like one of the funniest taglines in um in hip hop, like American hip hop, is um Wu Tang is for the children, and yet like they're rapping about like growing up in the projects, like smoking crack and freaking selling drugs and shit like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, for, for the kids, and you know? I love Wu-Tang. I love <laughs> Wu-Tang Wu -Tang so Wu -Tang much. Yeah. I mean, all the Wu-Tang stuff, like, you know, uh, and I, I was... I, I'm pretty strictly 36 Chambers. I, oh, I don't yeah. like. I don't like their too clean production. I like it being a bit dirt, like, rough and dirty and having... Oh, I yeah. love those, yeah. those vinyl yeah, pops. Yeah, yeah. Like, the vinyl pops are so important. God, it's so good. Um, I actually went through in high school, especially just a plethora of identity crises. I was, I was a skater. I was a jock. I was, you know, like I, I don't even know what you would call it these days, but like, I, you know, I wore like all baggy clothes, you know, like I was all over the place. And at one point I was like on a pure trendy at the time like no limit soldier kick so like master p like ghost face killer you know like c money i can't even remember all ghost face killer is wu-tang yeah yeah um c money a... i'm trying to remember there's another one i can't remember what one his thing name that's was random and really cool is that there's a um there's a cheese like there's a sandwich shop in perth in australia called toast face gorilla <laughs> And Ghostface went and played like a, a show out the front there. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's funny. Uh yeah, and I'm 
I don't know. That's I mean, I I really do. I listen to pretty much anything except for just straight country. I have this weird philosophy where I think <laughs> if country if country music gets if it's good country music, if like it's qualifies as good music and also country, it gets immediately recategorized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, not country. Yeah. Right? You're like not I remember I remember years ago I saw this thing online that was like really amazing and it was it took like the past five years worth of Billboard top number one country songs. Like the number one and mix them all together oh, and so. i'm telling you they were exactly the same song yeah. like there was no difference like i'm not i'm not even, it's not even like a they sounded kind of the same like literally beat for beat the same yeah. tune to different lyrics yeah and they mixed them up and you can go look this up it's like top country songs mashed together yeah. and it was like five years worth of just the same song and i was like why do people but you know what? Like looking at the political landscape in our country, it kind of makes sense that they're just like, "Ooh, I'll just listen to that." It's, you know, this is good new music. They just people are very unobservant. <laughs> and like, anyway, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I'll try not to go too far into, into country as well. Like the Gambler, or like you know, um, Devil Went Down to Georgia, like something like that. Like when, it, yeah, it's upbeat and it, that's it. You, as you said, you recategorize it. If it's good, um, good gets out of there. Yeah, like Johnny Cash, like for example, you know, yeah. like gets gets to like, like move out of the country realm just because it's like yes, like that's kind of the roots of it. Yeah. But it 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 escapes it, like that doom and blues or something like that. You know, <laughs> it's like right. it's a, definitely. Yeah, and and Johnny Cash doing the Nine Inch Nails "Hurt" is one of my favorite songs, literally yeah. of all time. I, like it's, it's really so amazing. How much I appreciate. For some reason, I didn't get the context of it. I didn't know why it was so slow until I watched the Logan trailer, and then it like all just came together. And I'm like, this song works for me now. And like, I just like oh. understood it. Like, I want to break us from that. And just put my phone up here and play the intro to Some Cut Fried by Trillville so you can hear the bed squeaking. No, we can't. No. You no. can't hear that? No. no. So, right you'll get a better mic. <laughs> That's amazing. How do mics do that? <laughs> it's I don't okay. Know how mics I will do that. Well, yeah, message me the uh, stuff. I also have it written down, so we'll send links to it in uh, the uh, description. Yeah, yeah. So it's shame y'all couldn't hear that because it's it's such an amazing intro. If you like dirty rap music, Trillville Some Cut is one of the best out <laughs> there. Like, like edit in two seconds of bed squeaking. Even like okay, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> bed squeak. You know what it sounds Just like. Just more work. <laughs> hey man, it just means I learn new stuff. Beautiful. Uh, who's up next? Well, uh, I think you should go, Stephen. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, cool. So I actually have. So we we did a little bit of uh, pre work uh, this week and, and sort of sent around a couple of our um, a couple of our wrecks. Uh, so one thing that just popped up last week on YouTube was that. Uh, Metallica are remastering the Black Album, which is really cool. Um, but then also they're doing this charity 
like mixtape, like massive playlist mixtape called The Blacklist. Um, and so they're getting a whole heap of artists and stuff just to just to literally cover the 12 songs off of the Black Albums. And like cool names are on there, which I'm really excited to listen to. Royal Blood's on there. Um, the Chats from Australia, who are this like really dirty, like uh, pub punk band and stuff like that. Um, but the the track one, the one of the first tracks that they dropped for it is actually from Miley Cyrus of all people, and it, I want to go into it, but yeah, it's Miley Cyrus, Elton John on on keyboard, uh, sorry on piano, fucking hell, it's not on keyboard, um, <clears throat> Yo Yo Ma on cello, uh, Chad Smith from Red Hot Chili Peppers on the drums, and Robert oh, Trujillo. Yeah. Um, obviously from Metallica on the bass, and it's different, but in a fucking good way. She goes so for it. Good, like I it's when I was really... listening to that first, I was like, okay, like this is very solid. Like they did the intro, very beautiful. I loved it, and then like I heard Miley start singing, and I instantly like my jaw dropped, and I was like, I forgot that she has a voice like i'm so used to like her poppy stuff but like then when she does something like this it's just like it really just shows you like just like what she's capable of she did everything so beautiful she held her notes so well she was able to hit everything like cleanly like i was i was jaw dropped it was beautiful yeah and like i don't know how like metallica would have felt but for me personally like I, I w- it wouldn't matter how big I was in the world, but like for like to know that Alton John learnt my fucking intro and played it on piano would be like, oh my god! Like, and it plays so well on piano too. And he like he does a little jingle, like a little 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 extra uh, finagling with it as well. But like, oh, just sounds so so nice. Um, and then. The first verse, it was actually interesting because I was listening. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Real, I was like, okay, she's gonna do a country version of this song because it was like very smoky. Um, my, my, I actually showed it to my mom, and she's actually like gone like absolutely dived headfirst into uh, Miley Cyrus because she's like, oh my god, she's done all these other covers too. Um, and um, but like, yeah, very merry and faithful was what like my my mom was saying. Um, and. Yeah, so I was like, okay, it's good country. Yeah, probably not going to love it, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep listening. But then when Chad Smith's drums come in, and fuck do Chad Smith's drums come in, I've never heard his drums sound so heavy like and so like high in the mix. Um, and then she starts rocking out, and she fucking goes for it. Like, you know, oh, like her, her, her like real like rock, like, you know, breaks in, in, in the songs where she, where she really wants to emote absolutely dominates it but yeah one thing i would definitely want to say is chad smith's drums sounded so good so tight just Mickey Mouse. yeah um uh, yeah. uh man i'll uh i'll take an opposite stance on this okay i i did it. listen to it and um i uh, i i would not say it's a bad uh cover at all but I was kind of disinterested in, oh, okay. in it overall. Yeah. Uh, like, my, Miley, again, it's like you're talking about a huge pop artist who, and I feel like this is a thing with pop artists, is, like, people forget they are extremely talented. 
Like they, they are very, very good at what they do. And there's also producers that come out. Hannah Montana, man. Hannah Montana. Yeah, 100%. She can come from nowhere. Yeah, Miley Cyrus is is a very good singer, a very good performer. Incredible. Uh, But this, it just felt like she was doing, like, this Lars, uh, like, impersonation. Like, where, like, I know she's done kind of, like, downtoned things, but, like, the specific, like, thing she was doing with her throat was like, wow, you're, you're really trying to be Lars Ulrich. Like, okay. James um, or Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? The drummer. Yes. Lars is yes. I knew what you meant. Thank you. <laughs> I just entirely, I was like, I feel like Lars is the wrong person. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. Fine. Like, I... I don't know. Like it, it was an interesting cover, and I, I do, I do agree with uh, Chad Smith. I think his his drumming was like the specific like point in the mix that like it really was tuned up, where mm-hmm. like he with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I feel like is like very. I don't know. I, I I don't think anyone in in the mix of uh of Red Hot like overtakes anyone. I think no. they're like very and, and kind it, of it's... like going like yeah. And it was a lot more snare heavy as well, and, and like sim- yeah. cymbal heavy. Like whereas, like this was like so much on the toms that it was like, oh, hearing yeah. you hit the toms was just nice. Yeah, that's, you know? what I, that's what I liked about Lars. I mean, Lars is like super bass, I and mean, it's like bass all the time. Yeah. Just like duh, 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 duh. I, I haven't actually heard this. I, I have. I I am at an age where. Um, you guys may all roll your eyes at me, but like there was a real point in time for me where I understand why this happened, but it just happened to coincide coincidentally with when I was in the middle of college when Metallica basically shit on Napster completely. <laughs> and oh, yeah. like it was you're, you're in the middle of a download too. Super duper painful. <laughs> It was like the source of all of my music at the time, and it did was you, like Metallica just hated us. Did you go and jump on your CDs and stuff? Granted, <laughs> they were in the right. We were all in the wrong. They were correct. But at the time, it just felt like, fuck Metallica. Like, everybody was just, fuck Metallica. That was like the entire mentality when I was in my 20s, like early 20s, was like, it was like, they just wanted to destroy music because I couldn't take like eight minutes to download a two minute song. <laughs> <laughs> Different time, including, then theirs were just completely gone, which was like ruined Napster a lot because I love Metallica and certainly couldn't get any of their stuff. I had to go back to OAR or whatever the hell it was I was downloading <laughs> at that age. Anyway, I have to go listen to this. It sounds interesting. Definitely. I mean, it's a very definitely worth. It, yeah, it's definitely worth a listen. It, it, I could the. I guess the only main criticism I could you could bring up is it's probably a safer cover. It is very in the lane of the original track. Um, just with different, you know, instrumentation um, here and there, but otherwise it plays it pretty well nice. the same, um, which is nice. I love covers. It, um, it's interesting though because the first solo, I think it's it's either done on like sitar or like harpsichord or something like different, but then like the the main solo is done like just you know proper uh, like electric guitar and stuff. But yeah, so like I, 
it, it's 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 safe, but I just thought she she brought it. That's that's my biggest thing. Was like topic. Yeah. I don't I don't want to go on this forever, but I love the topic of cover. So I like after you say your thing, Tristan, I'd love to get everybody's favorite all time cover because I'm always looking for good covers. Because that's a fun topic. It's a fun topic. Yeah, I just I want your like, top uh, one. I because I, I know I have mine, which is a very peculiar one, but I love it. Yeah, like I'll I'll think about that. Let's let, probably let's yeah. jump jump. Thought on, on this song, and then I want to I want to do covers. Yeah, yeah. I'll 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 just say like I I felt like the amount of people that were on that song, I didn't feel like if I if I just listened to it, I would never guess. I would oh, never yeah, guess yeah. any of them were on that. Yeah. So it just I, felt I, like I would have yeah, loved... like accumulate a bunch of really yeah. good artists to like a cover that's basically the same. I would have loved uh, Elton to maybe even come in in the chorus or something like do a little yeah. bit of vocals. That I so thought he was going to do vocals at some yeah. point, and but hey. Like it's as not I bad, said, though. like it's getting get, getting Elton to play your song is just like that's that's a fucking dream. <laughs> that is, yeah, one. that's pretty big. Yeah, that's pretty big. All right, Tristan, what are uh, your recs? Wait, are we are we gonna do best um, covers, or are we gonna like save uh, we'll, that? For we'll, later? We'll, we'll play it on it. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. We'll we'll circle back. We'll circle back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah, music recs. Um. I've honestly been listening to less music generally because I got an electric scooter and it's kind of like <laughs> cut my commute down from like an hour to like 25 minutes. So wow. that was like usually where I listen to a lot of new music. Um, but yeah, two that are extremely new. Uh, one, I'll, I'll just say very quickly is uh, To the Hellfire by Lorna Shore which is showcasing their new vocalist uh, and very in tune. Are you sure it wasn't a pig that was getting killed? Uh, (laughs) It it could could be a human. It could also be a disgusting human beast. I I cannot confirm either way. Um, But one of the most disgusting deathcore songs I've ever heard in my life. Like, I was listening to that, and I was just, I was in the kitchen, I was getting ready to do some dishes, and I was the only one home, and I just started, like, jumping up and down, like, I was getting ready to start, like, two stuff, I was like, I'm ready for a pit, let's go, I want to be at a show, it just got the blood pumping, I was so stoked for it. Those, the blast beats yeah. were just absolutely oh relentless. Crazy. It, like, it was like, they, they were like, okay, it's a new vocalist, let's, like, turn every person up to ten. Like we're gonna or make maybe sure 11. we sell out of our shows when we're able to tour again. <laughs> and two and sure. two breakdowns in the track as well. Yeah, I kind of want them to create like a socially distant mosh pit where just people have like like uh, like six foot long like like sticks they can just like yeah. shove into people with like. Pool noodles. That, that, I don't think that, that would work. I don't think that would work. Pool noodles. That's the yeah, that's an idea right there. Yeah. I love that. That would be pretty yeah, fun, uh, actually. Man, yeah, that, that song is like, again, yeah, it has two different breakdowns, and the first one is great, and the second one, you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, like, 
I, I've seen, like, people do covers of his vocals in one take, and, like, the the way they contort their face and their tongue just while screaming, it, yeah. it's like, yeah, it, it is, like, I, I've just never heard anything that like that, and, yeah, yeah man, it, it just make, it makes me want to get punched in the face. 100%, I'll just, it, yes! I'll just say that. Yes, you just literally just want to be, like, please just send me to the ER right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I want I want you to like Spider Man, you know, two thousand four. I want you to take me up and fucking spin pile drive me right into the ground. Let's go. <laughs> God, this is definitely not a, a feeling I think I've ever had. Uh, there's nothing like <laughs> a good fit. I left. Yeah. I've been in Fist before, but I one of my worst music concert experiences of my life. I went to um, the Birmingham Jams Fest. I this was like 99 or like 2000 and it had like Outkast and Two Live Crew nice. and I like like Quad City DJs it was like 20 different like the concert was amazing but as I was leaving I got mugged oh. and a dude hit me in the face with the butt of his oh. gun cuz I didn't have any money on me Holy shit. And so like wow. that just leaves like a an indelible impression of like music and getting punches in the face. I mean, yeah, that I would do it. Knocked out. Probably yeah. like, a, so like, like a, a copper taste in your mouth of blood. Yeah, yeah, it left a bad taste in my mouth for sure. In fact, I don't know that I've ever told there? my parents that story. Uh, if they listen to this podcast, mom and dad, I got mugged uh, in 2000. Sorry, I didn't tell you that. I, I wasn't supposed to be out. Hey, 21 years later. <laughs> Why not? You know? Anyway. Uh, yeah okay so yeah uh quickly i'll just say my my other recommendation uh again i'm a person that like really loves full albums that's a thing um uh but yeah tyler the creator uh if you get lost extremely good album like i i feel like he takes everything he's done in previous years and i've been a fan since like goblin and like i don't know 2006 like a really long time ago um but like this is like a like a culmination of of clearly also him being in isolation being in you know quarantine just like all of us have but still being like very into making music uh and especially coming off of his album igor which did unbelievably good like an extremely extremely good produced album that took his music to another level and i think this album is really going back from his roots and also like where he is now and really combining all those elements um but i think what's interesting is like you don't need to have been a fan or have listened to any of those albums to get what he's doing like he yeah. he goes from kind of like this like old school like you know i mean i mean i'm not going to be a person that jumps in and talks about his alter egos which like <laughs> is a very much a huge tyler thing is creating these different characters uh and the fact that he said wolf Haley is a character in this album if you don't know is a huge fucking deal um but yeah, like I, I feel like it, it goes from those points where like it's just this like gritty like horror rap to like 
like a kind of new style he's produced um, where like even introspectively he's been like, I, I hate how deep my voice is, which is crazy because it's so cool and sounds so awesome. Yeah. 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 And like he hates it. And, like, so that's why he's like created this weird like alter ego, almost like falsetto type of like rap singing where it's like mm. way, way higher than his voice range. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's an album like I, I, I need to listen to more, but yeah. uh, I've been so entrenched in being like, holy shit, as a fan, like it, it's it's this crazy amalgamation of all of his sound. And also, like, it, it has been produced, written, and recorded all by him. Wow. Um, the yeah. production value was really, really tough. Yeah, it like, was. Yeah, um, it, it is. And that's that's all him. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Because, yeah, like, I... You like, know... Sorry. Too, huh? um, yeah, I gave it one uh, listen through. I definitely want to probably get, go back and, and give it a second go. Because, like... But, like, yeah, like... Um, it's definitely probably, obviously, I don't know, is this his fifth cut? Like, he's, he's had a fair few albums, I'm not 100% sure how many, but, um, but... I think this is the fifth, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's definitely got some braggadocious vibes, but it's not like, because of his laconic attitude, it doesn't come off as smarmy, like, weirdly. Like, I don't know why, but it doesn't, it doesn't make me not, like, enjoy what I'm listening to when he's being, like, braggadocious because he is introspective at the same time. And like, especially on, like, I know you were saying, like you, you really liked uh, manifesto and it's really interesting because of the fact that he, he knocked a fair few noses out of joint early on with goblin. Um, like, you know, he had some controversial lyrics and stuff at different times. Um, and he's, he has like grown, like he was just a kid at the time and he's gotten older and, you know, changed his, his attitudes towards certain things. Oh, but yeah. then, but then people are asking him to then be an advocate for stuff. And it's like, well, you can't have it both ways. Why am I an advocate for stuff when I was like, yeah, I, um, and like, you know, freaking public enemy number one before that, like, it doesn't make sense for me to, you know, be that for you. Um, so yeah, that manifesto track is really interesting. Um, and it's sort of about like, I guess, uh, performative, um, they call it performative activism and stuff like that and like whether or not there's actually a value to that or if it's like no like if you're going to be you know uh, stand for something you'd actually fucking stand for something like you know um but yeah no there was some really cool cuts on there i, I really liked um i think it was called massa and um yeah some really good flow yeah yeah oh, uh, manifest was one like uh, i mean him bringing back a uh, domo genesis who was like a part of wolfgang way early on cool throwback um also like i am not a fan of little wayne but his like every feature that, was... that he has on this is so well done and i didn't know little wayne little wayne could rap that fast that was yeah. like i thought he was like catatonic you know <laughs> and he's like yeah he was going, going it's, it's crazy like, like... E even that and like honestly on the first track like, he has a certain flow that's very much, like, reminiscent of, like, Earl Sweatshirt, who was also a part of Wolfgang, like, who was, like, he brought him up, and, like, I, I, I obviously can't, you know, recite it right now, but there's, like, a specific, like, like, three, four lines that are so much like what Earl would do, 
that I was like, man, he's like calling back hardcore. Um, and, and yeah, like definitely like your point about uh, the activism stuff, like, you know, he has it in one of his songs where it's like, oh man, some white bitch is definitely going to be like, you gotta, you, you gotta talk about the black, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, and like, he just goes into it, but, but he also then creates an entire song about him being, you know, wealthy and an African-American and also like, you know, being like, hey, you like, uh, like I'm like you and you're like me. Like we're all fucking still doing the same thing. We're all in this, even the, like if I'm not, you know, taking my platform and pushing it in that exact direction. Like, yeah, I don't, interesting album. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, with that, um, I actually I did also have a couple suggestions as well. Um, I actually have quite a few this time around, which surprised me. I was not expecting that. So um, I'm foremost going to be shouting out the band uh, Coheed and Cambria, like one of all time favorites, like will never not be a favorite. <laughs> um, uh, my favorite album by them is the Get Apollo. Uh, I'm Can we just do that now? Um, Sorry. The Get Apollo album is going to be my favorite one, uh, with the songs on there being 10 Speed and The Suffering for my top two. Uh, I figured that those ones were just for those that album. And then I also had, um, for No World for Tomorrow, I really loved Feathers and the Running Free. Um, throughout the years, like, since literally the albums have come out, those have literally been my top four songs with the band. That has never changed in my entire lifetime. Now, so for me, I, I, those I, are really, I really want to talk about this because I have this weird thing and I don't know if it's like anything to do with trauma or what, but I'm so, I'm such a jaded cynical cunt that, Hey, I first see bomb. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> so, that's your, that's your second one actually. Um, uh, on camera, I think it should be my first. We should I edit out that yeah. stuff earlier on. <laughs> um, uh, but there's this weird feeling I always get when there's like uh, earnest metal. It, ve- it feels very uh, hair metal to me. Like it, it has very, like I, I can feel like Poison could be writing this sort of stuff or like Motley Crue. Um, so you say you and... say hair metal, but do you know what the lead singer looks like? No idea. <laughs> oh, well, do I got something? Oh, he's for you? got hair. <laughs> he's got he's, he's got, got hair. hair. He he definitely yeah. got he has hair. Also, fun fact, not a lot of people know, but he was also in Freaks and Geeks. Oh, really? He was an extra. He was like one of the gym kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's this, this, this weird thing where I get like other tightness in my chest or something, and I'm like, I can't like dive into it because I'm like, oh, this is like old people music or so, whatever it is. My question um, for oh, no. you dive, is... Dive into it. Yeah, you need to, because did you know that there is, like, actual, like, literature that goes along with these albums, right? No, I, you, I think you guys were talking about it in the yeah, background. Yeah, so I if that's your take on the music and, like, that's, like, how you're feeling, but I definitely recommend going and actually reading the literature that does go along with the albums. Yeah. That will I just, help yeah, paint the I, picture. I, I definitely need like some sort of therapy to un- to like be able to enjoy certain things like unironically, you know. Um, yeah, it's the same with I, I have the same thing with um, 
and it, it's not quite the same, but it's a similar vibe as like get, Dance Gavin Dance in the fact that it's like this. No offense, and I don't mean to be offensive. Masturbatory, masturbatory guitar work, and then like this, like sort of like high, like almost falsetto, like vocals. Like mm-hmm. I, it just doesn't gel for me. And I, I'd love to under, I'd love to get the your top recs for Dance Gavin Dance because like I definitely liked uh, Running Free uh, probably the most. Uh, from Coheating Cambria, I'd probably want to listen to some whole albums and get the whole like, you know, picture. But um, definitely should. Yes, especially yeah. with them. Especially with them. But yeah. So what? What? What's to, the tr- What's the track that I need to listen to for? Uh, I, I googled masturbatory guitar work. I wanted to see what the top result of masturbatory guitar work was. Uh, it'll be um Ingve Melmstein. That's who it will be. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, your take is not wrong. Like, there's, there's definitely, like, like a a, a through line with both of those bands where, I mean, like, yeah, like, I've heard people make fun of Claudio as, like, wow, you sound like a, like a schoolboy, like, choir dude. Like, what the hell is this? Like, and, and it's, it's definitely changed over time. Um... Like yeah, like like especially from like some of their first albums to like later on, like he his his entire style has evolved immensely. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's it's one you love or you don't. hundred percent. To be honest, it, it, it's it's that question of like, I guess it's like yeah, it's that question, and it, it's it's what you grew up with. It's kind of like how Americans all love Journey for some reason, and I like go like, like this is fine, I guess. But like Journey Journey's was never great. a thing like in Australia. Like it was just no. like, yeah, we heard Don't Stop mm-hmm. Believing, but that's it. Like, whereas like obviously, you know, and I'm sure that same people over in the States could cringe at like ACDC for having 10 of the exact same songs, you know, but like, it's just like, you know. I mean, you'd be wrong, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, my advice about... Um... Googling masturbatory guitar work is don't. Uh, <laughs> don't do it. Oh, it didn't a actually music results. Did you say a whammy bar or a wacky bar? The top, the the top hit was a Pornhub video, and I was like, I wasn't what I was looking oh, for. And then the the, the top yeah. music hit I got was was Beat It by Michael Jackson. I don't think that really <laughs> qualifies either. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's the most masturbatory guitar work ever. I think we're just going to have to come no. up with our own conclusions. I think I used uh, to... F- Sorry, uh, one thing I used to find really funny was, like, um, my, my folks are, like, mad, like, Alice Cooper fans. And, like, in, like, the late 80s, like, he'd get, like, this just, like, massively, like, gym junkie freaking roided out guy that would be on the like on the solos on guitars it was just like hilarious just watching these like roided roided out dudes just like playing on a tiny little guitar just hilarious uh i I would say also um with coheed and cambria like it's it's an interesting band because if you're super into them uh which i am um there is like like claudio sanchez has made graphic novels has written entire full novels 
uh, about the story. Uh, and so you can get really, really into it. But I, I feel like the interesting thing about that is you don't need to. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I've seen them, like, 10 to 12 times yeah. uh, and, and like, talk to people that are into them. And some of them are like, I've never read any of this. Uh, but they're just, like, so into the music, yeah. uh, which is amazing. Um, but, yeah, like, so there's, like, so many different, like, like ways that you can get into them. And I, I feel like just the investment that like the entire band has into that music is is more than, I mean, like a lot of artists that I know. Yeah. Uh, what I like not not them, a lot of them have like. Durga. Oh no! I was gonna say what I really liked about them is they're a lot like um, bands, kind of like Guar and the such, where like it's a show, it's a, their art that they literally they they try to encompass the entire fields, not just music. And so it's just an entire piece of literature, like all around. It's not just music. It's like a whole story. It's a whole concept. It is their world. Yeah. I have to say, uh, to, to kind of harp back on the Tyler, the creator, you know, making this album essentially in the middle of a pandemic. I think that there's a lot of interesting things that are going to come from the pandemic. Uh, especially the real creative types like him. Um, I really, really enjoyed watching Bo Burnham's Inside, special yeah. on Netflix, Inside, which was like a really dark trip. Down, oh, like, I mean, funny, but like really yeah. dark. And I think you're going to get, I think there's a lot of things yet to come out from a lot of the really creative people that were just like, what the hell? Like, people were like used to performing a lot, they were just like trapped in their own creativity that you're about to like get like an yeah. overwhelming amount of just awesome albums yeah. and specials and things like that. It's really funny too. And I, during the pandemic, we're just like, God, I did not want to watch a fucking pandemic movie. Like, cause yeah, don't show me that producers, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Bruckheimer already has one going or freaking Roland Emmerich already has one in, in in the works and it's just like oh my god i don't want to watch that but then bo burnham comes out with inside and like i didn't know bo burnham before this like you guys uh, introduced me to him wow. and I, and i'm just like that was something and it worked so well cuz yeah it cuz it was dark. black comedy and it's dark but it's yeah. earnest as well like and, and yeah it's performative like obviously that's not that's his character, like, you know, at the end of the day, but it's like, it worked so freaking well. A lot of that was just genuine. Like, he's a super creative guy. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of that, and he's very musical. And I think a lot of that really was him, like, I'm trapped here. Like, you know, what the fuck am I going to do? And just, I guess I'll do this. And mm -hmm. I, I do think a lot of that turned into what you saw there. I think it yeah. took him a long time to like curate something that he felt like was worth showing I, people because I think he's very self-critical. But I, uh, I, the end result was yeah. Awesome. I'd love to, I'd love to know if the uh, the thirtieth birthday bit was true. Like if that was like real, it's like holy shit. I think like, that was a hundred percent genuine. Uh, it yeah, was no, it was yeah. wasn't it? Like he he did turn thirty at that time. So and he was, I think like, that was a hundred percent genuine. Done, he was hoping to have already finished it by that yeah, time. Yeah, so, yeah. That's that's the thing is like uh, like um, I mean like some of his songs like uh, alluding to oh man like you know I was having panic attacks and this was me being like okay January 2020 
I'm I'm gonna do a new special. I'm gonna come out and like I feel like you can see that over the course of that, you know, uh special is like him really sinking into like holy shit, like I I was ready as a person, mentally like, you know, more stable, and this has just like crushed me down more than yeah. anything has. Like where like yeah, like obviously some of it is more characterized. But but I think in general it's like going from like the the amount that he uh, has his true emotions show really really kind of envelops that entire thing at, in the yeah. end where you're like fuck this is real like yeah if you go back and watch a lot of his older stuff too you really get a great introduction to where a lot of that came from like he's kind of a mess yeah and oh yeah. So, and he's not really ever shied away from letting people know that. And he had already kind of shut himself in a little bit. I think that was like part of where that came from too, because he had like shut himself in and then the pandemic. Happened. Yeah, because I think he wasn't <laughs> touched up with a little bit in the movie where he was like, you know, I had quit for a while. I needed to go and take care of myself. Yeah. I was ready to do yeah. this. And then the universe was kind of like, fuck yeah, you. Nope. And then, yeah, we, nope, I'm going to have yeah, when uh, we oh, were watching man, it a as a household, um, at the end of it, like, we loved it. We think it's beautiful. But we saw a lot of, like, red flags in there that we, like, kind of correlated with, like, a lot of, like, like situations in the past. And the one thing that we were kind of concerned about is, like, the entire movie kind of sounded like it was his suicide note. Like, 100%. Yeah. It sounded I like it was his suicide I think a bit of it probably was. Note. Yeah, so, like, that's yeah. been the one thing we've been kind of watching out for is, like, because of how it was presented, how it came out, the way he was talking, like, the mood setting for all of it. You could just tell. And so, right now, we're just all like we really hope he doesn't because like he's a wonderful person he's he's a comedic yeah. genius like i don't want to see him go early especially with how many people we've been losing i've been losing to suicide lately it would just be really heartbreaking to like add another person to that list so i don't know that's like the only thing that kind of sucked about the whole like uh special itself that kind of turned it sour for me is it was a giant like it felt like a giant suicide note and that in that aspect coming from someone who has like struggled with that and like really bad i would have at least liked to go into it knowing like hey you might experience some emotions some feelings that you have not experienced in a while so for, yeah. for that aspect and for like those reasons, that would be the only thing I would say like I didn't care for the movie. Otherwise, it was beautiful. It's very well drawn out. For sure. Um, yeah, I I, I think um, again some of it is characterized. Uh, like I, I think there's a lot of his personal life that is not in here. Like you know he is in a in a good relationship. I mean, so I've heard. Like, you know, I, I think he's definitely happier than what that kind of alludes yeah. to. But I, I think right. the whole piece is, yeah. yes, going going more into how pandemic has affected people. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, how yeah. low so it's like that, brought people. That, that room is a set. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. And it, as much like, as it feels like, so real, how, it's like, I feel like it's more introspective to yourself and how you, you know, relate to this art rather than how he is actually feeling. He looks like a tall dude, but like, I wonder if he also chose that set big or like that little unit or whatever to rent out because of the size of the door. It's like so much shorter than him. Yeah, but he is he, tall, he, actually. He is tall. He's over yeah, six really foot. Tall. Yeah. I related to it a lot. I mean, I'm, I don't want to like, send to an entire Bo Burnham podcast, but like, 
I've been Why in not? this room for over a year. Like I've, this has been my room. Like I've yeah. worked here. Like I've, like my kids have been in class, like in school right behind me for an entire year. It's felt like it, a lot of the emotions that he was joking around about were yeah. like way too real for me. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I loved it. Uh, and it was very musical, so I guess it's kind of fitting for this. But I do think you're also going to see some other people who just kind of like have some stuff they created during this come out that are going to be um, kind of emotional. And I hope it's not what you're saying. I hope it's not like a, a major motion picture on like <laughs> the pandemic because that would be it's, horrible. It's, it's I really don't want to watch that. It's one film that I'd love to know his production budget because like i'd love to know how much mm. he actually spent because like, it's like it's lo-fi but it's like so insanely well like produced at the same time like how he does the lighting and and certain things like and you're just like hey, is he still in the same room it's like this is just incredible like what he's doing like so i'd love to know the production budget because of how well he did with something that is made to look like it could be a student project you know yeah, it was very well choreographed. It was it was beautiful. I love the part when he I can't remember which song it was, but like he like had the light behind him and he was yeah. flashing it like as it was doing no, the clapping no, noise. I was, we was like, like we were losing our shit. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, just 30, have to go 30. watch his other stuff though, man. Like some of his other stuff, even before all of this, like he's just so freaking he's 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 vomit inducing how creative he is. And he has like one really great piece I love where like I forget what show he did, but it's basically like his three different people essentially like talking shit to him. Like basically like somebody being like, you're not the person you used to be and like a, a manager. And he just turns that into like a whole song and it's just beautiful and also like gives you an insight into like, you know, you think like this life of like being like famous and a comedian, all this is like, um, you know, everything, but it's so stressful and not fun a lot of the time. And he just turns it into this, just like, I'm just going to be myself and I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. So I do love me some Bo Burnham. It's cause he's, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think that's from what, uh, I did see that live. Why? Yeah. It, oh, did you? Oh man. I'm yeah, jealous. It, it was, it was like, it's like the, oh, the amount of production. Oh my God. From this, yeah. But like, like the amount of production that he puts into an on-stage thing is so oh, good. Just it's crazy. unreal. Yeah, go watch that if you haven't. Like, what? Okay, so from what? Yeah, that's that. That was like one of the most mind-blowing things I've yeah. ever seen. And like, he's so musical that he can, it like looks like he's actually playing instruments. He's not playing. He's like, <laughs> and he's like over here, like at the same time. Guy's super talented. I want to. I, I I'm gonna have to leave in a minute. And I, I was need. About to say it's definitely a okay. Um, did you guys have? Any I need covers. Hobbies? I need covers. Oh, we had I need covers. covers. Oh, yeah, we might. We yeah. might have. You've had time to stew. Yeah, I was about to say we can skip hot topic. topic today. Let's just yeah. do covers and we can end it there. We can call it. The hot yeah. topic is the covers. I, uh, I got to go drain a broken washing machine. Right. You guys want me to lead with my cover, or do you want me to Go finish? Yeah, or... start, start, start strong. It. I've got a few. I've got a few. It's not strong. <laughs> it's not it's strong. It's my, it's, it's my cover. It's it's, it's Rebecca Black's Friday performed it's by. Weird... It's not that weird. <laughs> um, Are you saying no, Rebecca so... Black is weird? <laughs> yes. Uh... 
Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know L. King? Um, L. King is so randomly the daughter of Rob Schneider from, like, SNL. But, like, really, like, folksy, like, kind of rock country folksy singer. Um, so think, like, folksy country. Okay, so she does a cover of My Neck, My Back. Oh, you know, like my dirty rap. She does a cover no, of can, my can, neck, continue, my back. Continue the song. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> my neck, my back. My pussy and my, and my crack. crack. <laughs> a, 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 a. <laughs> Is that what you wanted to hear? Yeah. Uh, yes, thank it's you. believably good. Like it's the most bizarre cover. Ever that works well. So L King, my neck, my back. That's my cover for you guys to go into the world. And if you like dirty rap songs and also folksy music, it's just made for you. Chef's kiss to that song. It's amazing. L King, great voice. Yes, I definitely agree with you. <laughs> um, I'll I'll I'll, I'll d- jump off of the um the hip hop covers because my mine uh well. The, Mine are both hip hop covers. I've got I've got a million because I I freaking love them. We were talking about um pop coast punk uh last episode, yeah. but these the, these two. So one of the first creative covers that I had heard was um one called there's a there's a folk uh song called I was only nineteen in Australia by Red Gum, and it's about uh, the Vietnam War, and it's about you know being nineteen and getting drafted and. And going and seeing all your mates die and all that shit. So it's freaking you know heavy song. Uh, and there's a Australian uh, semi-political uh, band, uh, hip hop band called The Herd. Um, it's a bit of a super group, and they flipped that track. And the the original singer loved it so much that then they re-recorded it on their album with his vocals as well. But to the to the new hip hop beat, so like the the singer was singing it to the beat and like uh, had had matched up the syncopation and stuff like that. So it's such, yeah, it's absolute banger track, really cool. The song like, again? It's uh, I was only nineteen. I was um, only nineteen by yeah. uh, by the what's herd. the cover by the herd? Okay, yeah. And then is that like the herd like of cattle or like yeah, yeah. Uh, in your ears? Okay. Yeah, yeah, the herd. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, that 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 is that was my first, and it was like, and then when I started to like hear covers on like a version, it was like I was always just waiting for the next hip hop one because whenever someone came in as a hip hop artist and was doing flipping a track, it would always they would always bring it and do something different with it. Uh, like different artists uh, would would cover like you know Lou Reed or someone like that. You know, do do something really wacky. The second one that came up was it was an indie um, acoustic artist. He was it was previously like an Australian Idol like contestant or something like that, um, and then he changed into like this sort of like smoky, you know, acoustic guy. And uh, it's a track called "Brother" um, by oh shit, I can't even remember the the original artist, but they flipped it. So it was it's like this um it was like this blame game song about like um. Like I guess losing faith in, in in your you know loved ones or family or something like that, 
but they flipped it to Lover, uh, and they got like you know live someone someone singing the hook, and it was really good. Uh, and they flipped it to be a um, uh, infidelity track and a breakup track, and like hearing these hip hop artists who are pretty much mostly like sometimes they're like light braggadocious and usually like stoner sort of hip hop and then doing this sort of like love track that turns into a yeah like this um yeah breakup track was just so cool and different and absolutely absolute banger so yeah brother by uh fundamentals is who who did the cover yeah all right what about you tristan did you go yeah um there there's like a few that are floating around definitely like the pop goes punk uh there's like a ton of them that i love um but i i like when i was thinking about it i was like you know what my favorite cover of all time is definitely tools cover of no quarter by led zeppelin it's it's like it's fucking wild like yeah. like it is an absolute trip like like that song is already very trippy on its own but tools cover it like is just so melodic and like i i just I, truthfully like i keep remembering a time like in high school uh smoking a ton of weed with my friends and just like tripping out to that song and like just like whatever like 12 minutes it was it was like this is so cool <laughs> like like i already love tool as, as a band in general but like yeah them them fusing into that side was man what a cool cover i'm gonna have to listen to that one yeah All right, I, I need to hear kai's yeah. i have to because uh, i have to run i yeah. definitely want to get yours i'm writing these down i'm no a worries. big fan of covers um, so i'm gonna agree uh with with the others uh punk goes pop is definitely a really good one to check out because they do span multiple uh decades so it's not just one decade um full transparency some of them are really good some of them are trash so really you bad, will yeah. definitely get some good ones in there you'll get some trash oh, yeah. ones in there expect that um okay. but well. i have two recommendations i don't know if they're my all-time favorites but they're the first two that popped in my head so i'm gonna go with them the first one is that's what i like by dance gavin dance i think that they did a really good rendition of that song all together um they way outdid the original um yes they did yes they did <laughs> i honestly uh because that was what from bruno mars 24 karat gold yes uh yes. also quickly i i literally heard that song before i heard the original <laughs> yeah. so when i heard yeah. the original it's i was garbage. like what is this shit what, what is this a garbage like knockoff of dance gavin dance and i was yeah. like oh no it's the that's original, the original. okay yeah, yeah it's terrible that whole album's trash in my opinion but we don't need to talk about that right now um the actual the other one too is going to be actually hailstorm's cover of heathens i don't like 21 pilots personally um i really respect what they do i respect the sound that they give and i do like i like what they bring to the table it's not for me personally so i really love hailstorm's rendition of it because it made the song that i like already was like okay like this isn't terrible it actually made me like the song and it was I also love voice. oh that yeah voice and it was so a good, good pivot for me to actually being able to fully appreciate 21 pilots so for me that's gonna be my recommendation because it allowed me to actually be able to branch out into the artist instead of just being like uh i can actually yeah. sit there and like like okay cool this is 21 pilots i may not care for it but i can actually jam to it now you know nice. most of the people that do like taylor swift ones are freaking awesome like or like britney spears yeah. like toxic and stuff oh, the toxic I can, one I is so remember. good 
Yeah, I can't remember who did that. Yeah. I'm so excited. I love good covers. I'm going to oh, go listen yeah. to these in a minute. I might have to message you some others if I can think of them. Um, I have yeah. an uh, playlist. Oh, massive, massive respect. I got to gotta shout As... out Bulls on, Bulls on Parade by Denzel Curry on Like a Version. Oh, yeah. Oh, he goes so hard. He goes so hard. I'm excited about this because I'm a big Rage fan. So, oh. Okay. Um, Bulls on Parade, Denzel Curry. Nice. Yeah, Denzel's amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, guys, with that, I got I know we got someone who has to bounce, so I think this would be a really great time for us to end up the show. So, with that, we got signing off. We got Steven. See you later, guys. Tristan. Peace out, y'all. And we got Hunter. <laughs> Love you all. Night. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, guys. As always, a big thank you to our friend Mistriven for the music in our podcast. If you like what you hear and you want to check out more of what they have, you can pay them a visit on Twitter at capital M-I-S-T capital R-I-V-E-N 719 or on Bandcamp at Mistriven. Thanks again for tuning in. Till next time.